Hello, Hello everyone in podcast listening land. I'm Karen Devaney. And I'm Ann Barner. And, and we're, we're sisters. sisters. Welcome to Sugarcoated Murder, where we'll discuss and probably inappropriately laugh about and comment on. Yep, one of our favorite subjects murder. murder. Oh, and we love to bake. And why not combine our two favorite subjects baking and killers? Anything but murder shorty episode. We are. We have our dear friend Carol with us. Carol, introduce yourself. Hello, I am Carol Cottrell and I'm a psychic medium. We're very excited to have you on. Thank you. Yeah, Did you know we were coming? <laughs> I can sense it. I can sense Karen a mile away. <laughs> well, only a mile. Like, that's not impressive. <laughs> She brought all of her pain and discomfort to her. I really did. I'm so sorry that I've done that to you. All right. So we've got a psychic medium. We say in the house, but um, this is your house. Well, not your house, your office. Right. But um, this is so exciting. I think that we're going to have a lot of fun with this. Do you have a lot of spirits here with you today? I always have lots of spirits. Are they marching in and out? Are they they trying to tell you to get out? Get out while you can. Yeah. Because these girls are about to mess you up. When I'm not working, okay. so yeah, and I'm not working right now. Am I? No. Am I? Okay, good. Okay. No, because okay. we're not paying you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first way that you know. Right. <laughs> so, so yes, I'm not working. I'm turned off. So good. if they are trying to talk to me right now, they're just gonna have to wait. Well, well they, they leave a message. They, they do. Leave like, a message, message after the beep. <laughs> yeah, <check> them. <laughs> or do they just go on call waiting? <laughs> You know, some of them can be persistent. Even when I tell them I'm not working, they'll do crazy things. Like the other day, I was in my car, um, and I was—I had had a dream a couple of days before that that was very clear. Um, I'd asked this person to come through and give me a message in my dreams. She did, but I ignored her, ignored the dream. Oh, and that oh, I'll just blow that off. That was probably just coincidence. So two days later, I was driving through this person's neighborhood. My radio was off, mm-hmm. right? Not volume down, radio off. All of a sudden, my radio comes on full blast. <gasps> like, scared the heck out of me. Oh, and it was Don Henley's um, Boys of Summer. And there's the lines that said something about being a dream. Remember how I made you crazy? Remember how yes. I made you scream? Yes. And then the radio turned off. <clears throat> I looked at it to see, like, is it off, off? And the time above it was one eleven. There you go. Oh. And I said... I get it. I'm hearing you. That wasn't just a dream. I'm yes. supposed to act on what you told me. I get That's it. Awesome. So yeah. So even when I try to turn them off, if they really want to get something they through, they can be persistent. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. So that how did this all happen? Like, yeah. How Tell long about have you been childhood. in the medium business? Oh my, God, my childhood. <laughs> 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 Is that a therapist? It can be. Just by participating, I am definitely a therapist. <laughs> you got lots of experience. Oh my God, yes. I could therapize anybody. <laughs> I know the drill. Well, good. Well, I don't 
think I want to be in therapy right now, but you I will get there. You'll yeah. need it after we leave. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm sure I will. <laughs> my husband sure. will be like, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> But it started when I was little. I didn't know it. Like, I didn't know it was different. You know, I'd lay in my bed, and sometimes I'd go into my sister's room because I was scared of Santa Claus, which I know we were just talking about Santa Claus, yes. and the Easter Bunny and all those things. So I'd get scared and go in my, my sister's room and sleep with her. But I would lay in bed, and I would try to grab the spirits around me. Oh. And she's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm trying to catch them. And she's like, ooh. And I'm like, you don't see them? Can't you see them? Sometimes I would see them as people, like the shape of people, but sometimes I just saw it as, like, energy, really. Oh, okay. Um, but I was like, doesn't everybody see them? You know. But and she was like, get out of my yeah, life. She was like, just kidding. You're freaking me out. Get out. <laughs> she knew I was a little strange, so she was okay with it. Okay. <laughs> are you a middle child you, by any chance? I am. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Middle children oh, unite. Gosh. Here we go. Here we go. Yep. Yes. Middle child, third child. Yep. So. That's what it is. Yep. So um, then when I was, like, in fifth grade, I remember I was telling my mom I used to love to play with the Ouija board by myself. Oh. That's a little creepy. Yeah. They so make that's, movies about that. That is just a myth that it's bringing in evil. No such thing. You know, it's, like, a great tool to connect to those in the spirit world. And that's and, good. And there's nothing scary about it. So, anyway, I would use it when I was young. And I would tell my mom, oh, I talked to your father. Well, he died when she was a teenager. Wow. But I would tell her things that she was like, well, how do you know that? Like, that's right. How do you, and I'm like, he told me. You know, like, don't don't you see him? <laughs> so, As he been talking to you? Right. <laughs> so it was just, you know, and then every house we lived in when I was growing up was an old house, like built in the 1800s. Because oh. I grew up in northern New York. A lot of the houses were part of the Underground Railroad and stuff, so they were really old houses. But everywhere we would move, my family would joke, well, wherever Carol goes, the ghosts will follow. Right. Oh. You know, so. Sometimes they were probably waiting for you. They were. They're like, come on in. The last house we lived in, the one that I lived in from like eighth grade to, no, sixth grade to, to graduation from high school, um, there was actually a woman that lived in that house before we did, and she passed in the house. Well, okay. when we bought the house, my parents did not want to tell us that because they didn't want us to be scared or anything like that. But I started communicating with her right away, <laughs> and I would say to my parents, oh, Mrs. Collins is here. Like, How does she know the name of the woman that lived here? Oh, my gosh. So, oh, my goodness. And at no point did your family try to buy you your own house and like, <laughs> put you in it. Like, You're like, you there. sleep in the shed. You can have all your spirits and all your friends go out there. Yeah, so, so did anybody else in your family have that gift? Well, actually, I found out just in recent years, my great-grandmother on my father's side was an incredible psychic. Okay. Like, really, cool. really, like, amazing psychic. And I didn't know that until, you know, I don't know, it was five or ten years ago that my dad shared it with me. She had a crystal ball, which I'm very upset that nobody saved that for me. Oh, hey, wow. oh, my gosh. And she taught my dad. How oh, to do wow. it. So I didn't know that my dad knew how to do it until I was, um, my early 20s, I was dating a guy who was a Navy SEAL and we invaded Panama. So does that date me? Oh, way yeah. back. Way back in the 80s. <laughs> I'm with you, honey. <laughs> right there with you. <laughs> so you understand. Absolutely. <laughs> But anyway, I came home from college break because it happened in the winter, like close to December. It was in December, I think. Yeah. I was coming home for um, break and my dad said, well, I'm going to read your cards for you and tell you what's going on. Because I had no way of knowing if he was okay or anything. And I looked at my dad and I said, what do you mean you're going to read my cards? And he said, get out a regular deck of cards. And he said, I'm going to tell you what's going on. 
So he starts telling me all this stuff, and I'm looking at him like, are you crazy? Like, Not even tarot cards? No, just regular just cards? regular cards. Oh, such a yeah. cool party wow. trick. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, and I'll tell you a little bit about party tricks later. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, is that on or off? The recording, is that after we turn the mic off? everything my dad said and he said everything he told you was exactly right that's so cool and I was like dad you gotta show me how to do that Mm -hmm. so he showed me although I'm not a good listener and I'm not great at memorization (laughs) so I couldn't really remember what the cards meant or anything but I decided I was going to start reading cards for friends and I had no clue what I was doing but I would do it for friends and stuff and they'd be like wow like you're dead on Pardon the pun. Um, so, <laughs> so I was like, oh, just a coincidence. And then um, after I broke up with the Navy SEAL, I met who, the guy who's now my husband. And two weeks in, I said, do you want me to read your cards? And he was like, well, what does that mean? And I'm like, ah, it'll just be fun. It's just a, you know, it's just, just fun nothing. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so I start reading his cards. And he got a little upset. And he was like, oh. stop. Oh. Stop. Oh, my And he's gosh. like, how do you know this stuff? Because <gasps> um, his family did not live around where we were in college. And he said, how do you know this stuff? And I'm like, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> what part of that don't you get? <laughs> so he made the rule then that I was never to do it again. And I've never done it again for him. Right. So, Are you kidding? But... Party tricks, back to party tricks. Okay. When we were young and in our 20s and we would have friends over and the party would start to get a little dull, he'd say, who wants Carol to read her cards? Oh, my gosh. Oh. So he completely he was, fine with you doing it for other people. And, of course, he probably still is. Yeah, he was pimping me out, taking money on the exactly. side. Right. <laughs> He's like, I'll take 20%. <laughs> he probably still does that. <laughs> he tries. <laughs> Locking that money up. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I only made $20 today. I saw four clients. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, so that's kind of how it started. But back then, I didn't take it seriously. You right. know, I would have a cocktail when we were doing, where we were having friends over or whatever. I didn't understand where the information was coming from, and I really chopped it all up to coincidence. Like, every time I did it for somebody, I would literally say to them, this is just for fun. Don't believe anything I tell you. Right. But everybody would come back and say, oh, my gosh. Like, everything was so accurate. Right. And I just kept saying, just coincidence, just coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um so I, you know, was in a corporate marketing job until I was 40 years old. And when I was 40, I decided to leave that job and become a consultant. And um, I had been living with major depression for years, like since I was a teenager. And um, in that year after I left that job, I was really being a downer, aren't I? No, no. You guys are looking at me so seriously. Yeah, I'm like, no, oh my gosh, really Debbie Downer. Here. <laughs> no, no. We would never but, let you. <laughs>
picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting so it. So you're really depressed. Yeah. So I was marketing. really depressed, and in that year, it got pretty bad after I left the marketing. And I thought, I I don't know if I can keep going. Like it just was done. Right. And um, somebody had given me a gift card to go get a massage, and the massage therapist said to me, "Can I ask you a personal question? Are you suffering from clinical depression?" And I was like, "How do you know that?" And she said, well, I could just feel it in your skin and your muscles and stuff. And I thought, well, that's weird. You you know, stop, I didn't right? know anything about anything. Right. Yeah. I'm like, well, stop feeling me then. You know, that's, <laughs> what you know, that's not what you're here for. That's not how I thought this massage was going to go. And that is not a happy ending. <laughs> like, don't tell me I'm depressed. <laughs> And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And she, so she gave me a card for somebody and said, I highly recommend you go see this person. So I thought about it for about 24 hours. And I thought, what have I got to lose? I've been on medications. I've seen every therapist in town. Like nothing is helping. And I'm like at my end. So I've got to just give this one more try and see what happens. So um, the woman's name was Maureen Donahue, who you guys have heard yes. me talk about her. her. Well, we love her. her. Yes. yes. Oh, you guys go to her? Yes, yes we do. Oh, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I love her. So, love. Yeah. So um, I went to see her, and I remember in the first few minutes, I'm thinking, wait, I'm paying somebody to wave their hands over me. Like, I was like, what the hell am I doing? You know? Um, <laughs> and why am I not in that job? <laughs> <laughs> so I just didn't get it. <laughs> But after probably 10 or 15 minutes, I finally just let go. And when I went into this deep meditation, you know, like I was just gone. And I remember coming out of it and she was looking at me like, oh, Lord, what just happened? And I'm like, what happened? What did I do? And she and I talked for a little bit. But basically the gist of the conversation was she said, you know, you're a medium. And I'm like, well, sometimes I know things and sometimes I feel dead people around me. But no, I wouldn't say that I'm a medium. And she's like, yeah, I think you need to learn more about this. Oh. So I um, ended up going to New York to take a class with um, James Bond Prague, just like a weekend workshop. Mm-hmm. And something happened in that class where I we had to partner up with people and give a reading. And the evidence that I brought through for the girl was like pretty crazy evidence. Her father had actually come to see me two weeks before that workshop. Oh, wow. On Easter Sunday, there was this man that kept showing himself to me. Um, I didn't know how to turn myself off then, so, Mm. um, but he kept showing himself to me, and I was like, who is this guy, you know? And then um, when I got to the workshop, he said, partner up with somebody in the room. There's like well over 100 people in this room, and the girl came from the other side of the room, came over and said, will you partner with me? So I said, yeah, and so he said, okay, one of you give the name of the person you want to connect with to the other person. So she gave me the name, and all of a sudden, that man was standing right next to me again. Oh, wow. And I started describing him to her, and she just started crying. Oh. And she said, that's my dad. And I said, well, he said to tell you, thank you for the wedding. And apparently what happened was he was really, really sick. They moved the wedding up mm. so he could be there, and he passed within, like, a couple weeks after the wedding. All right. So, um... She stood up and told the whole class about it. We got a crazy one. <laughs> we got a live one here. <laughs> so, you know, 
when she did that, um, Jane Van Brugda said, you know, you're an evidential medium and you really should like look into developing this. And I was like, okay, but I didn't know what evidential medium meant. Yeah, right. I didn't know what right. any of it yeah. meant. Um, so, and I do want to just say, because I know a lot of times as humans, we want another human being to validate this ability for us. Yes. And I would just say, you don't need that validation from somebody else. You know, this is a story that happened to me, but looking back, so nice that he did validate that for me, but we have to trust our own souls. Like we can't always be looking for somebody else to tell us what we're supposed to be doing with this right. life. Right. And, you know, even though he said that to me, I did try to reject that for quite some time. I was developing, I was going to more classes and stuff, but didn't think that it was what I was supposed to do for work. Right. right. You know, I didn't see that I could actually use this to help other people or, or even make a living, you sure. know, doing it. Like, you right. know, um, so, and the funny thing is when I was little, somebody asked me what I wanted to do for a living. And I said, I want to work with ghosts. Oh. That's what I called them back then. You know, okay. I, know yeah. I, I don't refer to them as ghosts, but now, now, but, and they said, well, there is no job like that. And I said, okay, then I want to work with serial killers. Oh, oh isn't that great? This is why I'm obsessed with your show. <laughs> and that, my friends, is what you call full circle. That's great. That's, that is it. Isn't that's that crazy? Awesome. Yeah. Now, my son used to want to be a clown during, no, he wanted to be a clown at night, but a bank robber during the day. Oh, perfect. And yeah. I was like, but he you might want to switch like, that up. Yeah. <laughs> he could wear the clown outfit. And he was convinced that one of my grandfathers had been a, a bank robber because I had at one time a big, um, or one of us had a big thing of pennies that had been his, <laughs> and he was convinced he had robbed a bank to get all those pennies. So that's well, what he was going to be. And he was like, I'm just going to be what my grandfather was and be a bank robber. And, oh, that is so but, funny. He wasn't a bank robber. He was a pharmacist. <laughs> he was a drug dealer. He was a drug dealer. My dad was a drug dealer, too. Yeah. <laughs> pharmacist, kidding. Yeah. yeah. That could be the clown. Yes. Right. <laughs> I'm a drug dealer, but I dress up as a clown, so nobody knows. So you're in your 40s. You're stuck in this marketing job that is obviously sucking the life out of you. Mm -hmm. Now you're starting to discover, okay... I can make a go of it. How did you do that? How did you become? How did you make that move? Yeah. Oh, um, well, leaving my corporate job was a huge leap in itself, and it was because my daughter was having anxiety because I worked all the time. Right. So that leap right there was really hard because I used to be a very fear-based person. Everything was fear. Like, oh my god, I can't leave my job. We won't survive. We're gonna end up homeless. We won't have food. You know, like everything in my life was fear-based. Um, which is probably why I was so depressed, but, but, um, but yeah, it was like once I started developing this, but also doing healing work, because I don't think you can be a medium, like you can develop your mediumistic skills all you want, but if you don't do your own healing work, those mediumistic skills are not going to work the way they need no. to, you know? So I did a lot of healing work. Um, and and just, you know, combining those two things, um, it just started, it was like, I felt like, and I like to use the word God because I was raised Catholic and, and stuff. But um, And I think it's important that you say that because there are a lot of people who feel like having this gift of being a medium is not as anti-God. As anti-God, right? Yeah, but that's, sure. yeah. that is a myth. Yeah, right. And a lot and, of people fear it because yeah, of that. Yeah. 
And for me, it was like, I wanted to reject it. I didn't, I, like I said, I, how are you going to make a living doing that? Like, how are we going to survive if that's what I decide to do? And not only that, but I didn't fully believe in it yet. I kept still saying coincidence, 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 you know, I don't know how I'm getting that information, (laughs) but coincidence, you know, but I started asking God, if this is what you want me to do, give me signs, give me a sign. Right. Okay, so the first sign comes like that, like in a second. Oh, know? really? And then I'm like, mm, no, give me another sign. No, that, that wasn't the right one. So <laughs> I spent months telling God to give me another sign. It was like daily, you know? And I'm sure God was like, well, can I kick you in the ass now? Like, yeah, exactly. What, what do I got to do? Right. Like, what's it going to take for you? <laughs> it was, I'm sure, very frustrated with me. Like, hello. But the weird thing is, is that once I, I started doing the work and started, like, helping other people and, and getting into it, my depression, it was like it, it faded away. It was like the weight of the world was lifted off of me. I was finally doing what I was supposed to be doing. And, and it, you were, it's I the think craziest the thing. act of healing other people gives you back so much yeah. reward from that. Yeah. And, that and in that way, that, that reward would be the lift of your... Yeah. depression or some, you know, yeah. the lift of your anxiety. I just think that reaching through to help, to yeah. genuinely help those people, not because it's your job, because right. you want to heal, you want people to heal. Right, yeah. That that return in that is going to be that that huge wave of positive energy that's mm-hmm. going to get rid of whatever that depression was. Yep, yeah. So. It, I mean, it helps you, it forces you to work on your own stuff too. Like I always tell my people who take my mentorship program, I always warn them in the beginning, if you got shit you've been trying to bury, it is going to come up. You cannot hide it when you're doing this work. Yeah. Because as you're working with other people, as you're trying to help other people through their healing, things are going to be triggered for you. Right. And if you haven't worked on that stuff, it's really hard to help other people through it if you haven't done your own work on it. Sure, yeah. So, And that's why, too, like I say, you know, I always tell people when they take my beginner level class, you're not going to take a four-week class and put a sign on the door and say, I'm a professional medium now. You know, I did that. I, I know <laughs> you did. And I was like, take that sign down. <laughs> I took the sign down. I took it down. <laughs> Yep. That's what I tell my kids. 
Time is money. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's really awesome, though, that you have been able to. I just admire so much people who can turn a gift which into something that works for them, heals other people, and you can sustain your family with it. Yeah. And I just think that that in itself is just a huge gift with a big bow on it. Yeah. it it's really admirable that you've been able to do that. And to take that leap, that must have just been terrifying. It was really terrifying to do. I mean, first of all, you got to come out of the closet about it, right? Yeah. You know, like you have family members. Like my side of the family knew, but my husband's side of the family did not know. Oh. You know, and so... Surprise! Yeah, I'm like, hello, I talked to dead people. Yeah. Oh, wait, am I getting that accent from you? I think Probably. So. <laughs> I don't want to talk with that accent. I'm not sure. One of my dead relatives is giving you that accent, I'm sure. <laughs> Somebody from England, I'd say. Yeah, I see. Somebody bringing a spot of tea. Okay. Oh, Love you, Love you. Oh, my gosh. Just get and us one at a time, but you, you've got, you yeah. got both at the same yeah, time. Yeah, you came in like a wrecking ball. So I'm like, oh god, how are we gonna get this done in an hour? Right? Yeah. Uh, I think you might have been the last appointment of the day. Yeah, or we something. were. We actually were the last appointment of your, yeah. of your day. Yeah, because yes. I can't see getting you out in 50 minutes. Well, not like that, but afterwards you had to have taken a nap. <laughs> you had to have just laid right on the floor. So every every class you guys were in when I got home, I was like, whoa, that was exhausting. <laughs> Think how our mother feels. I know. She's got to be tired. She's a real tired. Your mother's She's a left saint. The state. She's so tired. <laughs> Go, girls. <laughs> You're wearing me out. Yes, absolutely. She's used to I've always worn her out and didn't start until she was an adult, but I've done it since I was two. So she had built the endurance by the time Anne was yes. ready to do it. That's right. I paved the way. So you're welcome, Shogun. Thank you. <laughs> you're so kind to her. I know. So good to her. Yes. Tell her again. <laughs> Are you going to look at me and lie? I don't think you can. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. When I looked at you, I was like, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't lie. I can't lie. So um, just real quick, I do have this one question before you talk about my favorite topic, which is me. <laughs> um, do your kids have this gift? They do. Okay. So my son, who's um, 27, he has it, but... I don't really think he wants it so much. You know, when he was a teenager and um, sometimes spirits would come into his room, he'd say, go talk to my mom. She'll help you. Oh, oh that's um, smart. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. So he would lead them away. And so when we, I would try to have conversations with him. He didn't seem really interested in it. Um, he shared some more stuff. He has a lot of premonitions, like lots of dreams of things that are coming. Okay. Um, so I've actually helped, asked him recently to help me with some things that I'm working on. Oh. Um, so he's opening up more to it and allowing it. My daughter has the ability. She just has to work to develop it more. His is like, you, you know, like it's, it's there. He doesn't want to work to develop it. Hers is just like, but we all do. Like, I'm still a developing medium. You know, I've been doing this for years, and I teach it, but you never, you never finish developing. I would imagine that yeah. you don't in something like no. this. And I would hope that anybody who wants to do this doesn't ever feel like, I don't have to keep practicing. I don't have to get keep getting better. 
because you, you do, you have to keep, and, and every experience is different. So you never know what's going to happen in the next session, what you're going to learn. And that's one thing I'm really grateful for is how much I'm taught by those mm-hmm. in the spirit world. Right. That's great. So, yeah. But I have to keep developing. I practice every week with a group of mediums. Uh, you know, they're all professional mediums and we meet on Zoom once a week. And practice, and we'll say, okay, you know, this is something that I'm not getting really well, or I'm struggling with this. Let let me work on this, and and we push each other. Like, oh you know, don't back off and say, all right, you're not getting it. Don't worry about it. It's like, no, let's push and and you know, push us more because there's always more to learn. Right. That's but, awesome. But let's talk about you guys now. Oh my gosh. So the first time you came to see me, I think you had been to a psychic in Florida. Yes. Right. And she had you so scared. She yes. had you were wrapped around the axle. Yeah, she got us good. Yeah. She yep. got us good. Yep. So, and that's one thing too that I'm always like, I if somebody starts telling you something that's creating fear for you, I, I'm not saying this in a way that I want to bash anybody or anything, but fear doesn't come from the spirit world. Only love comes from the spirit. world. I would like for you to say that one more time and say it loudly because I think so many people Shall don't I know. Sing it. No, I can't say that. Can you dance it out? Oh, I could. I'm a very good dancer. Expressively dance it out. (laughs) Can you hear my expressive dancing? Yes, because I'm going to give a blow by blow. (laughs) Shaking to the left. That's right. Oh, she shook both ways. I don't know how she did that. (laughs) No, I forgot what I said. Okay. Fear. Oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Fear does not come from the spirit world. Only love comes only from the Only love. love. Only no love. fear. Yeah. And, and you know, I've met with thousands and thousands of people in the spirit world, and never once have I found one that wants to give anything that's fearful. Even if they were not so great in this life. Absolutely. I have connected with people who were child molesters. I have connected with people who were murderers, with people who were robbers, were people, you know, who did all sorts of things in the physical world. They are not like that in the spirit world. That's okay. good to know. Yeah. There's so much learning that they have, have, you know, gone through. And, you know, I say when we're born, what we are is love. For pure love. We don't know hate. We don't know, you know, being greedy or jealous Mm -hmm. or anything like that when we're born. And that's what we go back to after we pass. We let go of all the fears that we have built up in our life, you know. Um, we and all those fears have have turned into jealousy, greed, anger, you know, like all the negative emotion kind of stuff. All comes from fear. Um but we let go of that when we pass. We let go of the ego that creates so much fear for us. And we go back to what we originally were, which is love. Good. That's good to know. Yeah. Yes. So, That's good to know. Yeah. So we had come to you. We had been on a trip to Florida. And um, our, the reason that we went on this big trip to Florida, we took our kids. And we, just, we started in Miami. We drove down um, to Key West. And along the way... Karen's daughter said, oh, my God, we have to go get a reading. We have to get a reading. But our father had passed away and left us a little bit of money, and that's kind of why we were on the trip. And his passing was very, it was a very tumultuous time for us. It, there was a lot of stress around. Of course, I mean, it, it was our father passing, but there were some other issues surrounding it. Mm-hmm. And this psychic had told, had not told my sister this, but she had honed in on me somehow and told me that my 
my father was unsettled that he there was something that needed to be done with the way he had died and the way that his estate was being handled and the way his estate was being handled and on top of that she told me i had a love curse that i was I all of my relationships with men were doomed to fail and that it went as far back as our grandmother yeah that it was like a, a family <laughs> love curse and because i've been i was married and then i God, this is like the best I'm turning 30 story ever. I had a baby, I got divorced, and I turned 30 all in the same year. And sure, I think it was in the same month. <laughs> it seemed like it was in the same month. Very busy yeah. month. Very busy. <laughs> got pregnant, separated, had the baby, got divorced, turned 30. Bam. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really, I dated some when I was younger, but I. I've decided to, that I wanted to raise my son, mm-hmm. but I've not had successful relationships with men. So for one person to say, you've got a love curse, I was like, oh my God, how do I make this go away? And, yeah. and we're going to pass it to our kids. Yes. yes. Which we're like, oh, right. <laughs> so this crazy woman called, she got my number and she called me because she said she was going to help me of get course. rid of that curse. Because she asked him, that daddy left some money. Right. <laughs> Right. I mean, I don't know how she figured that out because we hardly had enough money to pay her that I day <laughs> to make a trip to the ATM. Yes, we did. Well, and I was the one that went to yes. the ATM to get the money. I guess maybe that's why she had it in on me. But she maybe called me so. this, yeah. the last time she contacted me. She said, I need to buy a crystal. And that will help me, you know, figure out why your dad can't be peaceful and why, you know, how to help yeah. you get rid of this love curse. Yeah. So... We came back to South Carolina. I said, Karen, we have got to call somebody and figure out, like, I can't sleep at night. But once she said that to you, suddenly it's in your mind, and that's what you're going to create for yourself. Sure. It's almost like you're going to make sure that you don't have any great relationships because that's what's been put in your head. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, of course that's it. And to me, as you're telling this story, I'm feeling like she's projecting on you. She was probably having some love relationship issues and projecting that on you because she's in a place of fear about relationships right. too. So, um, so yeah, somehow we so, found you. Yeah. Well, thank made God. the appointment yeah. and then bam, we busted through your door. Yeah. And there you were. Yeah. And then after that, you guys took my class. Yes. Made, um, awaken your ability. Yes, we did. Yes. And it was an introduction to mediumship. I got to tell you that class did so much to change my life. Aww. It changed in a good my way? in a good way. Okay, good. Yeah, because I would have sued you by now. If I'm not good way. You'd have heard from my attorney. Good thing I got those legal disclaimers. <laughs> no, I think that um, it changed me in so many ways. And first of all, I will say it's part of it was just being in your positive healing presence. I think uh-huh. did a lot for me. But it was the first time in my life that I had been in a room with people that I've never met before who were from all walks of life and bonded so tightly with 90% of that class. Yes, and you've kept those relationships. we've kept those relationships, and those relationships have evolved so far, Mm -hmm. and I mean, into what I would consider lifelong friends, even though we've known them just a short time. Has it been like three or four years? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So um, that's the first thing that your class did for me. Mm -hmm. It was, it really... It just, I bonded with people that I just would have never thought. It was yeah. out of my realm of thinking that I would ever have a 
a reason to right. bond with somebody. Right. And it's not like you can just walk up to people on the street and be like, hey, do you see dead people? Because yeah, I like right. to talk about that. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. It's the same thing with murder. They don't really like to talk about that. Like, you want to talk about I don't believe killers? that. I believe that people love to talk no, about serial I think, No, at work, I have to really tone that down. <laughs> so, but, I mean, and so that was the first thing for me that it did. And it, it also, um, there were some things inside of me that I think started to heal through that because I had a lot of I had a lot of healing to do I still have a lot of healing to do but I think that it started in a in a completely different way I mean like I've told you before I've been through therapy so many times it's not even funny I could I could conduct the therapy at this point I just need the person to take my money to make it legitimate (laughs) I mean it won't feel like therapy unless I'm writing them a big check but it's the first time that I had ever started that inner self healing mm-hmm. on my own in mm-hmm. such a different way. Yeah. And it felt so good. Yeah. So um, it gave me perspective and I just, I feel like that whatever happened, the stars aligned and we all came together as that group and we were all there as a reason to touch each other's lives, yeah. which is the craziest feeling. No, I totally, that's the way I feel about those classes. Like, I understand some people want to take the class because they are thinking, yeah, maybe I want to see if I do have this ability and stuff. But it, that's not the reason for everybody to right. take the class. And I do think a big part of it is the relationships you build. Because I yes. see people, you know, I teach the class three times a year. And I see people click just like this, you know, snap of a finger. So yes. it's just like, you know, I know that they were meant to be in this room together. Because you wouldn't ever, you would never even come across these people if you weren't in that room together, which is crazy because I honestly, I went because my sister said, I really want to go. And Mm -hmm. I was like, fine, sure, I'll go with you. (laughs) And I thought it was going to be a lecture series. I had no earthly idea that we were going to be the first night you were going to ask us to read, like to read another person in the room. I was like, woman has lost her mind. Yeah. I can't do and that. And I have, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah. Which is why we love it. Right. Yeah. It's perfect. We fit perfectly together. Yeah. I said, absolutely, I can't do this. And, yeah. and and Karen said, just try. Just try. Yeah. And I tried it, and my gosh, it worked. Yep, it did You work. got connections. I could not yep. believe it. And that's what I love as the teacher walking around watching everybody trying it for the first time. When they say, oh, you know what, I'm connected. How did right. I do that? You know? For me, it was the day that you made me be your partner, which was so intimidating. And I had to <laughs> describe your front door. Oh, yeah. And I got it right. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, she's not faking. She's the teacher. She's going to tell me if I got that wrong. <laughs> I love that nice. I know. Because I kept thinking, well, maybe this person is just being nice. Like, the, there's no way. Yeah. You know, and then it was just crazy. Yeah. So, that's when I was like, wait a minute, maybe I, and then I've got my sister always saying, you have the same gift I have. You just are blocking it. You're yes. just, and even Maureen has said, yeah. your third eye is shut so tight. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. got to squeeze it open. <laughs> so, but I just think that class started me on a path that I never, never saw myself mm-hmm. on. I never w- wouldn't have been in my wildest dreams. Mm. And it was such a great experience. I keep trying to get my daughter to come and Aww. take it. And she will one day. Yeah. She's just. One day when she's ready. When she's ready. Yeah. Yes. And when, yeah. you know, it'll just happen. It'll yeah. happen naturally because it happened naturally for us. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. She has the gift. I really think that your daughter has the. Um, She's the medical. The medical. Empath. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was does she feel it? Like I think she feels other her, people's. She doesn't. I don't know. If she does. She feel it. She gets like it drops in her head. I think she like knows it. Clear cognizance. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's how she gets and she it. is a she's a person who has a lot of anxiety in her life, and mm -hmm. I think it's because her her subconscious, because she's not tapping into it, knows things yeah. that she doesn't want to know. Yeah, I think that the connection of depression, anxiety, that kind of stuff for a lot of people, it's that we've shut down our intuition. And we all have intuition. I mean, that was a gift that everybody was given. Yes. But... So many of us don't tune into it, don't pay attention to it. Absolutely. You know? And then there's the next level of then some people have psychic, which is a little bit more than intuition, you know, like being able to read other people's energy and, and, and just knowing things about them. It's more than just like, I, you know, intuitively we're often given information like, mm, that person doesn't feel really good, maybe I need to keep clear of that, yes. or maybe I need to look right before I pull out this green light, and oh God, thank God I looked to the right because there was a car coming exactly. by. Absolutely. That, you know? yes. So that's kind of our intuition stuff. The psychic stuff is when, you know, you can look at somebody, you could look at me, connect with my energy, and tell me what my front door looks like. Yeah. You know, that's that was the craziest yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. And and then the mediumship is connecting to those in the spirit yes. world. So, um, which, you know, I'm not going to say that everybody's a medium, but I feel like everybody can notice the signs of their loved ones trying to connect with them. Absolutely. So we can all make the connection. Some of us can communicate more, mm -hmm. you know, actually have that conversation with them and get information, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, I just think that class isn't really just supposed to only be for people who are psychic or medium. It's really to help everybody start to understand that we can all tune in. And I think for me, it really helped me understand how to tune in, that it's okay to be tuned in and to embrace the signs that are given to me yes. instead of either trying to logically explain them away or to fear them. Yep. And I think yeah. for me, that's been huge. And yeah. when I look back on my childhood, I, I was very fearful. Yep. And it's because I can tell you I was being visited <laughs> on a regular <laughs> basis and I was deathly terrified of mm -hmm. that. And so now I wish my younger self would just stop, get over yourself and, and receive whatever message was there yeah. because I just built just brick after brick after brick built this wall. Yep. Yeah. So and I, I think for your class, it was the first time that I was like, Oh my gosh, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And and there is nothing to There's fear. Nothing to be afraid of. No. Yeah. So. And for me, when I was younger, it would come through as I always felt like somebody was chasing me, or I was in a race against somebody. Mm -hmm. And I, but it, you know, when it would happen, I'd get the hair standing up on my arms and the chill. And mm -hmm. I wasn't running because I was scared. I was running because it was a game we were playing. Yeah. So that that kind of started me on the path. But what your class really taught me was. To to learn to trust myself. Yeah. To learn, you know, it's a like if it drops in your head, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's there for a reason and it's real. Yes. So, yeah, and, to um, trust it. That's a Which huge, helps you in so many other does. places in your life. Right. Yeah, trust yourself, which yep. I think we're, I think that part of us gets somehow very muddied as children mm -hmm. because we, we have, we learn to trust the adults around us yes. instead of ourselves. Because right. if, if you, you know, 
I think now people are very in tune to it, but if in the olden days, if, if an adult walked in the room and your child did not go give them a hug and a kiss, you were being rude and you were forced to go and yeah. in, interact with that yep. person, yep. which that's your intuition. Right. And we're, yep. and then we're told that that's not okay. Yep. That's rude. That's not acceptable. You got to push through that. Right. So eventually that intuition gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And then we do start to live in fear because we have no intuition. Right. Yeah, we've pushed it behind yeah. us, and we're yeah. not going to pay attention to it. Mm. So if somebody wants to find you and take your class, how do they do that? Well, they can go online. My website is um, ccottrell.com, which is just C-C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L.com. Um, also on Facebook, um, Carol Cottrell Spiritual Medium. And, um, yeah, because I have another session of the, the, my spring class is yes. coming up. Yeah. It starts April 16th, I think, and it's a four-week class. Um, and then, you know, I do mentorships, too. But I always tell people, if you're considering the mentorship, take the beginner-level class first Absolutely. because that's such a foundation, like, you know, just an introduction to it. So you start to learn the lingo and how are you connecting? Like, what are the different ways to connect and stuff? Because... I think that's a you know that four week class is a good way to get that information before you you know dive into a one on one mentorship with me where we get pretty intensive where you are in your abilities. Right. So, um, and the reason one of the other reasons I started that class is when I did start wanting to learn more, there was nobody to learn from around here. Like nobody was even talking about mediumship around here. I'm right. like, are there even mediums here? I don't know. You right. know. So, um, so that's why I traveled a lot. You know, my mentors are all from England. Um, I love that. Yeah. So this so is very totally old... offended all of them. <laughs> I can assure you, if they've listened to our podcast at all, we <laughs> are offended. Them. Oh yes, <laughs> I have one mentor in particular who would be very upset with your language. I'm sure. But, but you know what? Lisa Williams was my mentor, and she will curse all day long. So she, it won't bother her a bit. She'd love it. You know. Um, she probably wouldn't and, love our accents that we try to talk <laughs> British and we sound like some kind of a, like a, I don't know, bingo wheel that's like jumping all the things up. Yeah. It, it sounds right in my head. In my head, I am so British. Yes. Yes. I am so, like, to the core, I'm Maybe British. Maybe past life. Maybe. Maybe so. And, Maybe. and I think, I feel like I'm Ar- I'm Irish and I'm Scottish as well. Oh, so, yeah. and, but when I go to speak like those people in that beautiful tone, mm-hmm. it comes out as something yes. so They're bad. They're like, stop, Please. just stop. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to Ireland and Scotland this summer, and oh, I was good. reading the 30 things not to do, and right. one of them is do not pretend that you have the accent. They <laughs> said they get very offended by I it, I'm sure. They wouldn't even know what accent I was trying to be. They'd be like, we don't what know where you you're from. from. So and I always say, that's my southern Irish. <laughs> Actually heard you say that. I'm like, yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, what, that's kind of how it comes out. It's very southern Irish or southern Something. Something. Yeah. Unknown. <laughs> Question mark. Yes. So, and another way they can get in touch with you is if they don't find you, if they can't figure out how to do all those things, they can email us and we'll point them in the right oh, direction. Nice of you. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and you're on our group page. Yes. So we can I'm in also, there always also... like commenting because I'm like a stalker fan. We love it. <laughs> we, we love, love it. it. We love Well, it's nice to know we're not just talking to ourselves. <laughs> I wanted one of your coffee mugs, but then I heard that one of your, your fans sent it to you. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. She's like, 
buttering up to you guys. I'm like, how do I get in the good spirit? I'm just saying, all gifts are, are right. accepted I, and encouraged. All right, I'll have to come up with something. I don't bake, so no gifts from them. No okay. problem. We've got the baking covers. Yeah, right? that's good. the easy part. I was actually wondering if you might bring some baked goods with you tonight. <laughs> and we, um, and you're actually, not the first person to ask. Yes. A lot of people have been expecting that we would be bringing but, baked goods with us. Yes. You're like, I don't want to do it every day. You know? right. like, we don't actually bake every day. I mean, we would if every, we could make well, a living out weekend, of it. But we, we record, every weekend when we, we record, we do bake. Mm-hmm. And we do. We have been trying to give stuff away. We did. Um, when we're trying we, to give stuff away. Yes, because we're not. Oh my gosh, we like, can't eat all that stuff. No. Oh, right. I this guess it sounded true. like maybe people wouldn't just take it. Right. I understand what you're saying. No, because we did give Katie some lady sponge. We did. What? You brought she her lady some sponge. lady sponge. We did. Yes. Because we podcasted literally that day and that afternoon we went to her. Yes, because I heard you fresh. say we're going to see Farmer Kate yes. at the end of the podcast. And we yeah, took with us some <laughs> you do sponge. So she got some sponge. We'll yes. be better about it. We'll start. But now that we know where, you, where your new office is, we'll be able to bring it to you. I'm like, right. oh, they know where I am now. Uh, <laughs> you're going to regret this. Oh, my gosh. No, we'll just put it on the doorstep and ring the bell and leave. <laughs> and you can be like, Spirit dropped off the best <laughs> coffee cake. <laughs> Amazing! Yes. <laughs> oh, this. Yeah. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe. Yeah. So this has been wonderful. So, but yeah. you don't just teach classes and you don't just give lectures. You give we, readings. I do. I do private readings. Yes. Um, and um, so one on one or you know, two, up to three people can come for a private session. Try not to bring alcohol. Yes. <laughs> no alcohol, please. It changes the vibration and it makes it harder to do the work. So, yes, thank you for reminding listeners yes, of that. Don't bring you know, alcohol. You wouldn't expect people to bring alcohol to a therapy session. So No, um, but my therapist probably drank heavily after I left. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me. <laughs> she had that she had a stash. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'd say mine probably did, too. She was at the end of our session. She was always had a teacup, that, and she was drinking. She was not like, any <laughs> Now that I think about it, she was it like, was vodka. Oh, society whatsoever. No. And tequila makes me lose all of my inhibitions. That could be fun. That's you know that song Tequila Makes Her Clothes Fall Off? That was written about in Might have been. Might have been. Yes. It just makes me talk a lot, which is not unusual. So. <laughs> yeah, how, how would we know? <laughs> you won't. <laughs> so you've been on it today. No, only Friday nights, but this week I am doing a group reading on Saturday, so there'll be no alcohol for me. No alcohol. Yes, I don't have alcohol at least 24 hours in advance before doing oh, readings. That's good to so know. None during the week, and then if I'm doing weekend events or, or readings. Because in addition to the private readings, I do group events, so in that, and I also do my own events that you can get tickets online, like 
Um, I have a couple that are coming up that are 10 person events that I'm going to do psychic and mediumistic readings. Ooh, that's cool. cool. So that's kind of a new thing. You know, most of my demonstrations are strictly mediumship, but this is, I'm going to incorporate the psychic in it too. So that's some people really will exciting. get some, read, some color readings, some card readings. Nice. And so everybody in the room, because it's a 10 person, yep. 10 persons, everybody in the room will get a little something. We'll get something. That's great. I don't know what it'll be yet. Everybody gets a party it's prize. A surprise. It sounds yes. like we yes. might have to sign up. One of the yes. other when they go they do go so quick. We might yeah. have to put our reservation in before. Right. <laughs> you might have, have to turn psychic psychic psychic. Yes. <laughs> right before she gets drunk. She's like, this is for 10 people. Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> Eight people. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, we'll work on it. it. We'll yeah. work on it. Yes. Well, this has been then, so fun, Carol. And we thank you so much for being a fan of ours. Thank you. And for listening and for letting us do this little break from murder. Sometimes we need to laugh Mm -hmm. and not talk about the... Well, don't you guys laugh when you're talking about oh murder? Yes. <laughs> oh I'm going to laugh at my sleep. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Really, yeah. I think yeah. we walked in the door tonight laughing. Right. We, we did. We, we did. We were laughing before we even came yeah. in the door. I heard you downstairs outside the door, and I thought, there's no way those two could ever sneak around. <laughs> no. no. You could not and be killers. And there's a funny thing. I walked in, and, <laughs> and there was this sign, this chalkboard sign that says, hush, and I started <laughs> like blasting out laughing like, Sugar, look, we're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> it says, quiet. There's no way y'all can be quiet. <laughs> and that was, that was my motherly voice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Shush, girls. Hush, shush. Yes. Like our mother says, girls. Yeah. I'm this so excited so to see what fun. you guys are doing. I mean, it's Thank so you. awesome. We, and I love we're having it. a good time. I have so much fun. You know what? I can't wait till the days it comes out. Like the rest of the week, I'm like, Oh my god! I gotta wait until Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Yeah. Yes. And you just give us a little bit of sneak. We on give the yeah the, on the but, on the group page on the fan page. Y'all get oh, it on Tuesday, I'm special and then the rest of the fans. world gets it on Wednesday. Oh, I'm so special! I yes. know. Yeah. You are, but are. it really is like I'm like I can't wait. Well, yeah, thank you, know, you so like, much. So to keep Sweetest. putting it on repeat and listen to you. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with re-listening. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All I right, think well, of something new every time. I know, and that's good. You should go back and listen again because I'm sure that. Hopefully People, not mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> no no mistakes. It to yourself. There are no mistakes. <laughs> no. It's all scripted. Just kidding. Well, I'm going to say thank you. Thank you. And we fun. appreciate everything. And we hope that some people in our audience get curious enough to get in touch with you and yes. come and talk to you because I think that'd be wonderful. I think everybody can get um, huge benefits just with being in the room with you. Absolutely. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I know. So to our audience that's listening, we want you all to have a good week. And thanks for listening. And y'all stay, stay sweet. sweet. Bye now. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.